Welcome to the Decent Crypto Podcast. Today is Saturday, November 12th. FTX is dead. Matt, dead. how you doing? <laughs> I'm we feeling... Don't know. <laughs> I logged off of Twitter. I took a break, man. I just like can't handle anymore. I took a solid four hour break last night while I slept. Um, <laughs> Dude, every every episode, like my friends are texting me like, yo, man, what's going on? And it's like, I literally don't know which piece of news you're referring to. Is it the thing that happened <laughs> 20 minutes ago or was there another thing 10 minutes ago? Like or apparently SBF, ago. <laughs> SBF is apparently just now has met with regulators and authorities in the Bahamas who just came to his residence and apparently his father is also there uh this is unconfirmed by this guy yeah. mario now fall so yell at him not us if it's false <laughs> um matt where do we even begin dude our last episode by our last episode is binance buys ftx uh, Doesn't that alert. feel like four <laughs> lifetimes ago? Uh, we may have some some info that might shock the the listener here, but uh, Binance did not, in fact, buy FTX. Not um, yet, not yet. Not <laughs> you know, chapter eleven will start. You know, they might just pick off the assets they want. Holy shit! I mean, okay, we should we should pick it up from there. So, uh, all right. So Binance takes one look at the books and says, "Absolutely not, no." Um, yeah. So that episode was released like 30 minutes after the news came out that Binance is buying FTX or that they have entered some LOI to have the right to buy FTX if they want pending to, due pending diligence. due diligence. Yeah. Like 12 hours later, <laughs> some due <laughs> diligence later, um, we find out that they are not going into this agreement. They're not going to go through with this deal. Price of FTT completely collapses right there. Yeah. Uh, I think it's under two now um which yeah is i mean like, that pretty that wild evening, that, like it's yeah. above zero yeah <laughs> i know it's actually pretty insane there's probably not enough liquidity to send it to zero right like, uh yeah i mean i guess it depends on the venue you're looking at right um i mean uh I, okay so so let's just give like a quick quick rundown of like what what happened um and then we can go into like where we are today uh right now and then where we think we're going um and then some of the some of the deeper conspiracies, I think, uh, are like definitely worth touching on. The um, real things that we want to touch on. Yeah, <laughs> this is, after all, a conspiracy podcast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is a uh, truth-seeking podcast. Yeah, not conspiracy truth. <laughs> um, okay, so Binance deal falls apart, and then it kind of feels like, and then F SBF, like I want to say, uh, later that day, issues this gigantic apology thread. He says FTX has more assets than liabilities. Our number one priority is the is the user, um, and we're you know talking to a number of parties to like try to like find a way to like get the user's liquidity. Um, and then some estimates start coming out, right? Uh, and uh, uh, it's probably worth probably worth touching on the SBF tweet thread actually just for a second. Um, mm -hmm. He he said I'm sorry like a number of times, and it's like he yeah, kept saying I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> like, so, okay, let's let's now pause, though. Uh, Binance looks at the books, right? And they say, yeah, no, we're good. Why would they do that? Right? Like, why would they do that? What is this like hole people are talking about? Right? Like, they're, they're short money, they need to raise money, there's a hole. What's the hole? Um, so the the allegation and like, nothing's really confirmed, but it's it seems pretty much true. Uh, well, actually, now now there, we've gotten some we've gotten some confirmation, right? Uh, yeah, is that effectively uh, there was a backdoor within FTX, and um, Alameda was able to just borrow capital without putting down any collateral as much as they desired, Un unlimited access to FTX user assets. So right? there was a backdoor that allowed specifically Sam Bankman Fried to change certain data within. Uh, FTX's, uh, I don't know, databases. I don't know. I don't know exactly what this backdoor was, but like, yeah, it basically had gave Sam like the complete authority to do whatever he wanted with FTX 
funds, FTX user funds. Yeah, um, full, god, full god mode, full root access, yeah. right? Yeah. And it also did it in a way, apparently, I'm not exactly sure how this works because the mechanics have not been released, but it did so in a way that prevented auditors or even other internal controls from being flagged to this this kind of thing right so that was like this central point of failure that we talked about is uh, this this guy right the ceo um who's also the ceo who was this former ceo of a hedge fund um who will go into why they were struggling but like they needed access to a ton more money to cover you know a, a gap in their balance sheet or, or whatever to cover some losses and he had root basically root access to to do that um and not not really be asked why or not really be asked for collateral or anything like that yeah alameda effectively had the key to just access user funds from ftx right uh user deposits dollar, alameda gets to use that dollar any way they want i mean it's not that clean but yeah um if you if you look at it in a in a certain way then yeah I mean, I thought I thought it was that clean. Uh, like, uh, like Caroline from Alameda has said that like there was a backdoor and we could access user funds, um, like so, directly. Uh, uh, and I think mm -hmm. she what she said is that they knew that there was a backdoor. Oh, well, okay, I don't think I see, it's. Yeah. I think it's been confirmed that only Sam Bankman Freed for sure had access to it. SBF had access to that backdoor. Um, yeah. And, um, but if you're if you're using that backdoor for like you know to give those funds to Alameda um, mm -hmm. or loan them or whatever you yeah. want to call it, uh, yeah, yeah, then like, I think then, like they were Alameda's loaning complicit, them. right? Yeah, uh, I, I are they complicit? Like that's been that's something I asked in the last show too. Is like I don't are they complicit? Like I'm super interested because the former CEO after SBF was Sam Trabuco, who uh, quit the industry a few months ago and bought a boat and has been living happily he says ever since and so now it's like hmm this is interesting <laughs> so um yeah i don't know where alameda's role in this comes in right like it's clear that she she named names i think she named uh caroline I, actually maybe she didn't but um caroline did, yeah, has yeah. been <clears throat> okay well i think she named like Carol she named herself uh sam uh, like SBF, Sam Trabuco, Gary, this guy Gary, and one other person. But yeah. yeah, so that's that's like essentially why this the why this gap exists is because uh, Alameda or like Sam had root access to FTX customer funds that he was loaning out to Alameda without going through any internal controls, without asking anybody else at FTX. Um, at least that's that's the information that we're being presented so far like that's what we know so far we don't know if anybody else had access or anything like that but that's that's what we know for sure and um he did so for a total of initially it was maybe two billion dollars then it was four billion dollars then it was six then it was eight now i think the total is about 9.7 billion dollars um maybe up to 10 billion dollars um that i mean was in, the, in the chapter 11 filings right the like total assets and liabilities there's like you know boxes you can check uh for like the range of of assets and liabilities uh and the box that got checked was 10 to 50. uh yeah. so at the low end 10 right that was ftx's total liabilities right ftx and alameda okay that was their total liabilities um yeah. i guess uh specifically talking about the the loan that was made to them earlier this year like a few months back Oh, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. I think that, yeah. I mean, that, that could be, I, who knows that the, the real core we, of we this no, is that we, we no really idea. don't have any idea. There's zero transparency. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, so FTX starts going to the market and, you know, Binance drops out and FTX is looking for someone else to step in and like provide liquidity for users purportedly. Uh, mm -hmm. but nobody, nobody's down. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, like, uh, I want to say they were talking to Kraken at one point. Kraken was like, nope, uh, they're, they're talking to like, they reached out to Elon Musk. Uh, and Elon was like, the, did you see this? Yes. Yeah. Um, and Elon's like, yeah, this guy set off my BS meter. So I was just like, nah, um, yeah. I like refused to even meet him. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. He literally just said no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh 
and then uh and so you know this is all like prior to the chapter 11 announcement right um and meanwhile user withdrawals are disabled for everyone outside of the bahamas because the bahamas regulatory authority said hey like you're not allowed to turn off withdrawals here right mm-hmm. and so they had to they had to keep these open for for bahamian residents yeah um and at that point there you know you hit a black market where a black market developed where people would sort of handshake deal with someone that lived in the Bahamas saying, Hey, like you can take 50% or whatever of my assets. If you like allow me to use your like account to withdraw all of my assets. Right. Um, So split, split 50, 50. And um, there are actually, uh, there are limits on, I guess the transfer amount, the, like the amount of assets you can transfer from one user to another on FTX. Yeah. Uh, and the way they got around this was by this selling so NFTs. Yeah. This is yeah, so brilliant. In the, in the FTX Honestly, marketplace. Straight up hats off. Like they would, the, basically the way it worked was the people that they eventually want to have all these funds, they would have them mint an NFT and then they would purchase it from that person for like, 10 million bucks or whatever. I have, I don't know the exact examples of this, but that that's basically how they would get the funds over. Cause you couldn't just transfer. So the um, first confirmed non-speculative use case for NFTs. <laughs> Let's go. Unbelievable. Actually. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Wild. <laughs> um, so, uh, so anyway, yeah, you got like people on Twitter like saying, "Hey, does anybody know a Bahamian resident?" Um, and like it's questionable whether or not like that's legal, right? Uh, there might be clawbacks involved. Uh, generally, like I think I want to say like when Celsius and Voyager were going under, there was a lot of concern that like if you pull your assets now, like don't go spending that money because it might get caught back, right? Uh, you know, I want to say it's like there's a several month period. It's like three months prior to like bankruptcy where like if you pulled your assets off, like that can get, potentially get caught back. Uh, and you know, like the, the question is, okay, like if I have like $50 million sitting on FTX and like, I, you know, I can either like illegally get maybe half of that value or sit here and probably get zero, uh, or, you know, pennies on the dollar. Um, and you know, maybe it's worth it to me to like, take that, take that legal risk. Uh, for sure. So So then, yeah, these black markets are like, I mean, highly, highly illegal, but yeah, I mean, lucrative to people who think that they're never going to see that money again, and also just kind of have a penchant for being uh, on the run or uh, not like necessarily caying about you know jurisdictional like yeah sovereign know, individual or whatever types, right? yeah, yeah, yeah exactly or yeah know, whatever you want to call them but yeah so yeah there was this this Al God trading guy who was like. I mean, notorious for the Luna bet that he made, but basically shorting Luna. Um, he called Doquan like a you know, like I don't know when it was March or something like that, uh, and then he made a bet of ten million bucks, uh, and he won, obviously. Um, yeah. But now he looks like he is kind of wrecked. Um, he yeah. Basically, has just been like posting on Twitter about asking for KYC information and like wanting to get people to get his funds out. And all this is on chain. People called him out. It's like, doesn't seem like a smart move. Yeah. Uh, but maybe, maybe he's going on the run now. Like that's, I mean, that's, that's his best option at this point or, you know, that, that yeah. was the option. feels like the option he chose. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, so, so that- then, then you have uh, you have well you have alternative ways of recovering value right um mm-hmm. and so uh uh justin freaking son man this this guy is like you know what a character in the space right um he tweets hey we're working with ftx to find a way to like help users recover value SBF retweets it, which is absolutely wild. And so there's <laughs> speculation that is Justin's son going to buy FTX? Like what? Um, and then he's like, he's, spe- he specifies, he's like, for all holders of my, of, of like Tron and Tron related assets, we will reimburse those tokens, uh, 
off, you know, outside of FTX for, for those holders. Mm-hmm. Um, and so people see this and they're like, oh shit, I got to get all of my money into Tron. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so Tron Obviously, for a minute is trading at like pumps. 20x the price. Yeah. On, on FTX only though. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so, uh, it's trading at like, yeah, like I think, I think it was like 20 times the price on FTX relative to any other venue. Um, uh-huh. And so, so you've got, you've got that like wild, like story. I mean, the caveat there is that there's so little liquidity. Um, yeah. But, but yeah. Um, um, and people are seeing this as like, well, at least I can get 5% of my value. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, and then meanwhile, everybody in the U S thinks that they're okay, because if you're on FTX US, it's like Sam has said so many times that like FTX yeah. US is fine. It's unrelated. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but then, um, FTX declares chapter 11 bankruptcy and it's like, yeah. oh, FTX US is totally in that declaration. It's too. part of the declaration of bankruptcy. So I have seen in a few of these lawyer crypto lawyer tweet threads that are out there that. Um, they filed the whole thing as bankruptcy because now the next thing that'll happen is kind of like an asset fire sale um, where everything will get liquidated and then, you know, the whoever wants to step in can now pick and choose the assets and the liabilities that they want to. And the idea there being that FTX is part of this bankruptcy filing because it's actually still maybe worth something um, because it has pretty good licenses, like American licenses. It's got a good customer base. It has the options platform, Ledger X, like previously Ledger X. Um, and it has, um, you know, I don't know, maybe some assets on the balance sheet. Um, so yeah, that well, is initially the, idea. the speculation was that FTX US didn't have this backdoor. Uh, and therefore the assets on there were covered one-to-one by like assets in an actual like cold wallet. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and so you'd think that like, they do have assets there, right? Yeah. Like some, so, some net assets. Yeah. Right. So the, yeah. So I guess the idea here is that like, if, if these, these entities are all part of the bankruptcy filing, you know, it makes the whole thing, I guess, a little bit more valuable. Um, so I, I don't know. I, that could help cover the yeah, shortfall I mean, or not, something. I we're, don't. We're not, we're not bankruptcy lawyers. We right? are not <laughs> bankruptcy lawyers. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So then, right. This, so this whole thing is just about covering customer funds that have been gambled away by the management of the company. Um, yeah. then should, should we touch on BlockFi? Well, so real quick, then we find out that the Justin Sun the stuff he's talking about, like covering customer funds, they're providing $13 million in total. <laughs> so, so not many customers Oof. and not much uh, funds will, will be covered. Oh, um, man. <laughs> so, that's brutal. Uh, On a yeah. hold that's like, you know, in the billions likely, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, uh, on a related note, somebody just sent me this ad of Steph Curry and FTX basically saying he's not an expert in crypto and he doesn't need to be because FTX is the expert. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's not a great look. So many people are going to look so bad. Oh man. It's dude. It's have, you seen be the, have you seen the Larry David? People are like, Holy shit. Larry David knew. Remember the, the Super Bowl ad? <laughs> Wait, no. What, what was it? The FTX Super Bowl ad where, um, where someone's like, Larry, like you gotta, you gotta get on FTX, man. It's like the way it's the best way to trade crypto. And he's like, yeah, eh, I don't know. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm never really wrong about these things. Um, <laughs> oh, funny. And then the rest of the ad was, uh, was him being like, people being like, Hey man, like check out this, like the, the invention of he's going through history with like all the greatest inventions, like the wheel. He's like, eh, I don't know. And then like the light bulb, he's like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and That's then it's funny. like FTX. He's like, yeah, I don't really know. <laughs> I, think, good. I think I'm good. <laughs> um, uh, um, Okay, so, so I I completely forgot what we were. Oh, the Justin Sun thirteen million dollar uh whatever yeah. uh, gap. Uh, okay, then what what happened next? So then FTX basically says like none of these solutions are actually going to work, and the next day they file for bankruptcy. Uh, or yeah. we we I guess we already covered that with FTX US being part of the bankruptcy filing. 
they filed like 136 different companies, like entities from all across the world. Um, as part of it, I, again, have no idea how any of this works, but, um, I mean, I, I, I read through it and looked into it a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. and like, basically the companies are, are mostly crypto exchanges that FTX like acquired along the way, uh, mm. as well as like FTX and FTX related entities and Alameda and Alameda related entities. Right. Mm. Uh, but one, one company that I thought was like really of note is called BitPesa. Do you know them? Yes. They're from South America right? or no, no, they're from Kenya. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and the reason I found this notable is, uh, did you ever, did you ever hear about the, uh, you know, Gary Gensler, like gave a course on blockchain at MIT yeah, yeah. and it's on, it's on the like MIT open courseware website. So, right. um, you know, I watched that and, uh, he talked a lot about BitPesa. He was like, look, it's a more efficient means of like storing and transferring value, digital currencies, mm. right? Mm. He spoke about it like as like just a bull case on digital currency in general. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, it started out that people were using phone credits. You could transfer phone yeah, credits yeah. like, uh, as, like as a store like, of value for each other. Yeah, exactly. And it was just like a more convenient store of value than like physical currency. Yeah, because um, it kept getting devalued. Like, yeah. They're like, yeah, at least I can use this to talk yeah. on the phone. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Really, really utility. Yeah. Um, <laughs> utility token. There's no <laughs> gas fees. Um. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, BitPesa was acquired by FTX apparently back in the day. Uh, Damn. It's, it's going under. Uh, Damn. That, that hurts That's to brutal. see, man. Because yeah. like, those are people that can't afford to lose like a little bit of money, right? Like, obviously, like a huge number of people are down super bad. Uh, but like, fuck, man, like BitPesa in particular, you, you really feel bad about that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, on a related note, Gensler, he was, you know, it looks like he was really, really tied into FTX. Um, he and SBF's dad are both professors at MIT, uh, and they were working to get FTX and this other exchange that I really have never heard of called IEX. Uh, IEX is uh that was the Flash Boys exchange. You ever read Flash Boys? Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, IEX was the like fair exchange, right? The one with the speed bump. Ah, okay, okay. Um, yeah. he was working to get them this. Um, what is the term for it? Um, I don't know. I haven't heard this. <laughs> oh, you haven't heard this? Okay, okay. They're yeah. working to get him a um, it's like regulatory loophole. God, what is it called, man? Um, I'll find it. I'll find it. It's some like loophole that was only going to be granted to these two exchanges. Um, yeah, that would and that, that very much is become... like, mm -hmm. yeah, it essentially would like give them a, a monopoly, uh, to operate. Um, that's become the narrative broadly around FTX and SBF's like political campaigns, right? Yeah. He's also like, working on this DM, DMCCA thing, um, which I yeah. guess they're going through with. <laughs> um, now, even, even though it was written and supported by him, um, super interesting. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, but anyways, know, like, uh, yeah. you know, so the, the, the broad, the broad, like, uh, the, yeah, the broad narrative around the like regulatory efforts by SBF has sort of slowly started to become, he was using, you know, who knows where the funds came from to like support all these efforts to effectively grant FTX monopolies on, yeah. um, on a lot of aspects of like the U S crypto regulatory market. Yeah. Um, not great. Not uh, great. Um, okay. So then the bankruptcy filing happens, literally everything, uh, all wrapped assets on Solana go to zero or very close to zero. Um, immediately so, because so people realize wrapped assets are okay. Right. But Solit wrapped assets which were like created by ftx yeah people mm. realize that they that they can't cash them out anymore they're worth nothing and so they go to like you know i want to say like bitcoin was trading at like a couple hundred dollars or something one of my friends texted me and it's like yeah of course like i i wouldn't buy i wouldn't buy solid wrap bitcoin at a couple hundred dollars yeah <laughs> okay then the real fucking bombshell happens which is that there is a hack happening at ftx draining all wallets of all funds basically uh 
that yeah. happened today is Saturday, November 12th, about 5 p.m. Eastern. This happened last night, uh, Friday, late night, Eastern time, like 2 a, like, I don't know, around midnight Eastern time. Um, all these wallets just start getting drained. And it was really insane. Like, there's an up only stream happening, uh, live stream happening with the head of FTX. Um, like international, um, like institutional, institutional sales. Yeah. yeah institutional yeah. sales. Yeah. The, the um, X head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was like, yeah, I'm removed from all my slack and everything. Um, but yeah, so like the wallets also <laughs> getting poor drained. Guy, he cared so much. He was, I know he was so the, in the pain in his yeah. voice. He yeah. was like, why aren't they tweeting about it? Why he aren't felt they disclosing? so betrayed? He was like, why does FTX not tweet anything? And it was like, uh, man. But yeah, initially it was like, okay, this is uh, probably like, maybe this is the liquidators, you know, they're like consolidating all these assets, just, you know, like compiling them into, you know, sending them to different wallets and then they'll do whatever they, whatever they need to. Uh, but then there was some really weird behavior. Yeah, I mean, like they started well, exchanging so, uh, tokens. So the general the general counsel also tweeted something to that effect that like, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. some movements happening, yeah, like yeah, consolidating yeah. assets, right? Yeah. And that, but then, yeah, you're right. Like, uh, like there's some, there's some strange actions happening. There's a lot of swaps happening, right? Uh, yeah. It's like they're going to one inch and starting to make trades. Um, <laughs> like really weird. <laughs> like, like high slippage, like, you know, I, like, so one, one exploiter address uh, got like, $300 million worth of assets um, as of like a couple minutes ago. That was like the total. Um, and then, then there's another address happening, which is a multi-sig. And everyone's like, what the fuck's going on there? Right? Uh, like, you know, I, I forget who it was, but someone tweeted like, look, I've looked at a lot, lot, lot of crypto exploits. I've never seen one where the hacker sent the sent the funds to a multi sig after like, it's so, what? so weird, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um so here's the thing. We have a lot of loose loose bits of information now, right? There is a backdoor, there is unilateral control over all assets that points to only one guy. Um and then there is a hack on an exchange that has never been hacked in its history hours after they file for bankruptcy. Um, <clears throat> just saying. I mean, so the, the thing about it is, right, like say you're an attacker, mm -hmm. right? This is a little bit like uh, it, it's the, the digital equivalent of like, You've been casing the house, right? You see that the homeowners are going on vacation, right? Because like everyone at FTX is getting fired left and right or quitting, like resigning, like, you know, the office is supposedly like a ghost town, right? And maybe there's some security thing that needs to be done like every 24 hours or something. And you keep checking and you know that like, it's uh, that, you know, that like whoever was supposed to be doing that process is no longer working. They're like completely just like lost access to Slack and like, and the company itself has been radio silence, right? Mm -hmm. uh, SPF yeah. has been radio silence. And he so just you writes that, random tweet like, threads. And then in one of them, that was the most unhinged thing I've ever seen where he's like calling out CZ. He's like, yeah, man, you won. It's like, bro, what? Focus nobody on won. other things. <laughs> yeah. Literally yeah. nobody won. Focus on other <laughs> things. Maybe your ex-partner who is chilling on the boat still, if he's still chilling on the boat, he won. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like what the fuck? Like, um I, I mean uh any anyway, so there so so a few things happen with this exploit, right? So number mm -hmm. one, you have a you have what looks like a black hat address, right? Um and I I'm using that term because I don't know, uh, like, like less like color or like racially charged term, but I, I genuinely hate black hat, white hat. So yeah, if, yeah, anyone knows, if anyone knows like the better terms for this, I'd, I'd love to know them. Sure. Um, so you have what looks like the, the exploiter, right? Mm -hmm. They send themselves about $300 million worth of funds. Um, and then, uh, they, they swap them all to ETH. They're bridging them over to ETH. Like, it would have been to tornado cash, but like, maybe that's not viable these days. Uh, and they're just sitting on $300 million worth of funds. Right. Um, don't touch USDC. 
I think they touched Tether for a little bit and some of the Tether got frozen. Um, and, uh, you know, but they're mostly working with Dai and ETH. Um, then, uh, then you have another address, this multi-sig, and that looks like it was like a white hat group, uh, who like must've known about the same exploit and like decided to like take charge and at least get some of the assets back. Um, or maybe that was just FTX internally rearranging things for the liquidation process. That's another and, option. And what, what confirms that they're white hat just cause they haven't sold anything or like, uh... yeah, they haven't sold anything and, or like, you know, it, the most likely scenario, I think in my opinion is that it's actually just FTX rearranging things for, for the liquidation process uh, sense, following yeah. like bankruptcy proceedings. Oh, speaking um, of which the, the liquidator or the new CEO brought in to handle the bankruptcy is the man who was brought in to handle the Enron bankruptcy. Just wow. incredible, incredible. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I texted my buddies that the authors of the simulation are working overtime this week. <laughs> they they <laughs> no, all man, need they're a raise. it in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The simulation probability, I don't know about you. I feel like it's tripled over the last week, right? Uh, yeah. To like 60%, right? Definitely. Um, <laughs> Definitely. So uh, if we get a live stream, if we get a live Twitch stream of up only with SBF, Do Kwon, and Suzu, uh, then the, yeah, simulation I mean, confirms. You ever, then Elon you ever watch, will jump in. <laughs> you ever watch SNL and, you know, at the end they have like all the cast members and they're all just kind of enjoying and, you know, the, the closing music plays like at the very end of the episode. Mm -hmm. Um that's that's what it'll be like it'll be like thanks for playing everyone crypto's done now <laughs> and all the main characters come on stage and take a bow <laughs> like <laughs> uh, that's really funny but um, uh like okay so, so so um anyway so you have these two you have these two wallets right so the the what looks like the malicious actor is uh they've got like 300 million worth of assets uh the what looks like non malicious somewhat benign actor i don't know if you can even call them benign if they are if they mm -hmm. are actually ftx yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, they uh they have something closer to like 1.3 billion is like the closest estimate i got on on etherscan uh and and soul scan uh mm -hmm. but it might be it might be closer to 1.5 um and like that might actually just be the full because it looks like the ftx wallets are drained completely now right uh like the ones that were that were labeled as ftx uh, as far mm -hmm. as we know um and so uh you know that might actually just be the sum total of like their their assets right um then you have um then you have a third thing which is the app uh, the app pushes out an update, right? And we don't have a ton of information right now, but the the rumor or theory is that this update also, um, you know, contains some like malicious code or something. Uh, and so, you know, Twitter was like ablaze with like, hey, delete the FTX app, like don't, you know, like don't update it. Like, uh, because if you were like a hacker that like knew you could like push like a malicious code update, now is a great time to do it when, when nobody's home. Right. Uh, and you know, a lot of people are reporting like zero balance on their FTX account, even though they like had balance very, before. very scary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what people are concerned about now is like, what if FTX, like if you enabled like ACH access to your bank account, like, do you, how do you handle that? Do you need to call your bank? Right. Uh, yeah. banks are closed right now. Um, what's going to happen on Monday. It's super scary. Um, and, uh, and then a lot of people were floating this rumor that like, if you took your computer to FTX.com, it was going to install like a virus, right? Uh, no, I, I haven't seen any hard evidence of that. Uh, uh, but you know, it's, it's effectively like nobody's home. Nobody's in charge. We haven't heard anything from anyone. Yeah. Um, you know, like you got to really be careful and suspicious when it comes to anything FTX related right now. There's some very, uh, yeah, I, I would not, I absolutely not trust every anything at all. Um, now let's get into some fun, fun theories, some, uh, truth seeking ideas, shall we call them? Uh, the I'll start, uh, <laughs> so please. My favorite one is from May 8th, Hasaka Trades on Twitter. 
says, pure conjecture. Feels like we saw some of the biggest firms engage in unholy warfare yesterday. Stage had been perfectly set. Low liquidity weekend, DPEG fears, macro backdrop, corn, referring to Bitcoin, teasing around key levels, etc. We all know how much redacted, referring to Alameda, loves to initiate a cascade. Um, and then he tweets out some like photo of like mystical gods or some shit. Um, this was the day of the Luna collapse, um, day after. Um, so the idea here is that SBF is the one and Alameda is the one triggering, initially triggering the Luna DPEG, the UST DPEG. Um, this is out of some like old vengeance spite to towards Suzu in specific, who he, he like, there's these old tweets about Suzu just shitting on Alameda in 2019 about how these guys are like, he, he refers to them as like Bernie Madoff, um, like back from back in like 2019. Um, yeah. So Suzu, like people are like resurfacing all these tweets from 2019 about him, like sharing around the pitch deck and saying like, what the fuck is this? This is all bullshit. Like, don't trust these guys. Uh, and then he even tweets out when they're launching FTX, he was like the same guys like sharing a pitch deck about like risk-free returns and their hedge fund are now trying to launch a BitMEX competitor. Like what the fuck? Um, so <laughs> then the theory goes that Sam has this like personal vendetta towards three arrows capital Suzu. Um, we covered this in the Terra Luna deep dive that we did once it collapsed. Um, but this all got triggered because there was this like a few hour window where the, the pool, um, like the tri party pool, um, curve pool, yep. curve pool it gets like rebalanced basically. And there's like uh, uh, way less, uh, UST in there. Uh, and so during that time, basically somebody kind of triggered this attack, um, which caused it to depeg and basically caused this massive cascade after um because of the luna collapse soon after three hours capital collapsed um leading to a ton of other contagion uh in the market um yeah that's a theory <laughs> hmm. uh yeah I, so... I love it and then the then it goes um cz uh, the theory goes, knew about this all along um, and reached out to Sam and basically tried to, you know, convince him to not do this. Uh, SBF did not listen, um, which basically triggered CZ to go full nuclear uh, hmm. against Alameda, FTT, and FTX. So... Um, this is really interesting because, you know, I was talking to someone earlier today. I was like, Hey, like one thing I don't understand is if you're CZ, right. You're the earliest investor in FTX, right. Um, and you decide you want some liquidity, right. Uh, so you ask, Hey, can I sell my equity stake and get some tokens in exchange? And Sam says, yeah, for sure. Here's $2 billion worth of BUSD and FTT, right? Mm -hmm. um, and this is this is what CZ tweeted about. He's like, we got $2 billion worth of FTT and BUSD. And yeah. I was like, I don't understand why it's any better. Like, why, why would you want FTT rather than FTX equity, right? FTT is like a pseudo equity token that's like arguably tied to the performance of FTX as an exchange uh, because it's exposed to their like revenue or net income or whatever, right? Um, but like, it's so much cleaner to just have an equity stake, right? Yeah. Like if you really wanted a liquidity, why wouldn't you have already started selling that off? Mm -hmm. And the person I was talking to was like, well, maybe CZ wanted to have something that he could pull the trigger a on chip. some kind of, yeah, a chip, uh, that he could play, yeah. um, in case things went wrong. Yeah. to have some kind of power over FTX because if you have FTX equity, you can't do anything about right. that with that, right? But if you mm -hmm. have FTT, you can you can 
sell that or even th just like threaten to sell that into the open market, mm -hmm. kicking off this cascade that would that would bury FTX like we're like we're seeing today. Yeah. Um, which is that's 40 chess. Yeah, right? exactly. Uh, <laughs> Look, here's here's one thing I'll I'll finish this thought with. Um, there are many rumors that Hasaka is CZ. Uh, of course, you know, who knows with Anons, but um, wait, what? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For years, this has been. <laughs> but, um, but anyways, I don't believe it. But anyways, um, this guy doesn't miss that often. Um, he's 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 right he's quite good. a lot. He's good. Yeah. Um, who knows? I mean, we may never know. Um, all right, Matt, you have one that you like. Hmm? What's the, your the What's conspiracy? your conspiracy? Um, I guess I guess it was it was that. Um, it was this like you know. CZ was just holding, wielding this power over, over SBF the entire time. Um, but I, I have another, oh no, I have another one. I have another mm, one. This is fucking okay. wild. Okay. Uh, so, um, so we forgot to cover, we forgot to cover a little bit of the cont contagion. I think we should touch on that real quick. So mm -hmm. FTX scores bankruptcy. And then it's like, you know, before FTX acquired bankruptcy, it, it's, it's mirroring Luna quite a bit where like, you know, everyone's like, look, don't worry, we have very little Luna exposure or no Luna exposure. And then Luna tanks and when it actually goes to zero and it's yeah. good and dead, everyone has to kind of slowly admit like what their actual Luna exposure was. Right. FTX declaring chapter 11 is like that, that actually cemented going to zero moment that mm -hmm. like forced a lot of people to, to, you know, start to own up to like whether or not they did have exposure to FTX. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, there's funds like Gala Capital, like they had half of their uh half of their uh, balance sheet on FTX. That yeah. that, that hurts, right? Same um, with Star have, Atlas. Uh, yeah, you you have projects like Star Atlas that were keeping a lot of their assets on FTX, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, Multicoin, ten percent of their their assets on FTX, um, plus all of their basically all of their tokens were like either liquid or illiquid uh solana based solana shit coins specifically yeah. around sbf um yeah like i don't even know how much they had in ftt or in serum or in solana or you know yeah, yeah. so yeah there Maps. is a ton so like yeah, a ton, yeah. Ton uh well so uh so, so the, the, you know i i think the and then you have BlockFi, right like block mm. voyager so block voyager which we're both going to get acquired by ftx like now they're not uh and so, so BlockFi halted all operations right um yeah the rumor like, is that block right? had all of their treasury on on ftx on ftx well yeah well so BlockFi was insolvent until sam like yeah offered to jump in and mm -hmm. like bail them out uh yeah. and so now that like now that ftx is under BlockFi uh, as a result is under because they were only they were only solvent as a result of like the role i think it was like a 250 yeah. million dollar like line of credit that right. ftx extended to them right what's the story um, of dcg it was uh was it uh, was it DCG or Genesis, um, right? Genesis, Genesis said they're yeah, losing yeah, yeah. like $175 million in loans that Oof. they made to FTX. Um, I think DCG said that they can cover it though. So at least there's that. Um, Look, if DCG and... goes down, then we might as well all just pack it up. You know, like DCG, yeah. Barry Silbert is him and CZ are the, the two final bosses. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, mean, I heard USDC FUD yesterday. And one of my yeah. friends is like, dude, I'm hearing a little bit of fud around USDC. And I'm like, all right, this has to be it's the a bottom. great local bottom. But, yeah. <laughs> but like, let's, let's hear it out. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's like, I, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like anything super specific. I was like, are you concerned that like the assets are not backed or like, are you concerned about like them? Like just being able to like free stuff, like centralization risk. Uh, my friend was like, yeah, like a little bit of both. Uh, I don't know. I'm just like hearing, I'm hearing rumors. I just wanted to like, you know, get your take. Right. Um, and my take was, and he was like, look, like I have some, I have some value. I want to keep it in crypto assets. Uh, like which, what, what, what do you think? And I was like, well, if USDC goes under, right. Like say USDC is not backed one-to-one, -one. say mm -hmm. it turns out that USDC is only backed like 70 cents on the dollar, mm -hmm. right. The price of USDC go in dollar terms goes down by 30%. 
how far do you think Bitcoin and Ether fall in that scenario? Probably more than 30%. 90%, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so I was like, you might as well hold USDC because, you know, where where do you think Tether goes in that scenario, <laughs> right? Like maybe it goes above a dollar yeah, because Tether's I was like, oh, up. maybe it's yeah, more yeah. stable, right? But maybe right. not, right? Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, like in the nuclear winter, like scorched earth world, like, I guess you might as well just hold USDC. Um, That's the summary of this podcast, either hold USDC or Bitcoin. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, I think my friend off like, uh, chose to like do a little bit of both. Uh, it's a great uh, play. So Matt, so, uh, what are you looking for so now the, as this wait, story? So here's the conspiracy. Okay. One other player that had all of their assets on FTX was the government of Ukraine. Oh shit! Yeah. Well, um, so that remember from? the remember when they raised all these crypto donations? Yeah. That part's confirmed, right? Uh, yeah. Like they 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 tweeted it out. Like, yeah, we had our crypto assets on FTX, right? Wrecked. Here's the conspiracy part. You have the government of Ukraine's funds being spent on U.S. Democrat politicians by SPF. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that, that sounds like a that sounds like a truth seeking fact. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing, right? It's like oh, it's man. actually like according to everything we know, that's pretty true. It seems um, quite plausible. If, yeah. if not intentional, it is probably true. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, like with, uh, you know, like one part's true, which is that, yeah, like the government of Ukraine's like money has gone. Right. Uh, and the other part that's true is that like SBF spent a bunch of money on like U.S. politicians. Mm -hmm. And it's unclear whether the two are linked or what, but that's the linkage is where the conspiracy lies. Right. Um that what? is wild. <laughs> that is why it's breaking my brain. <laughs> that has to be where we leave it. <laughs> oh, man. This has been a conspiracy hour by the decent crowd. I'm just kidding. <laughs> now nah, we'll conspiracy. be back in a... <laughs> tinfoil mat. <laughs> tinfoil yeah. mat. Yes, I love it. Um, we'll oh, be back shit. in a couple what, days. What, what we need to be for anything, anything in into the future. Yeah. Like, so, what do you think happens next? Yeah. Okay. So, here are the things that I am looking for. I first of all, I want to find the exact whereabouts of all these people. Um, I don't know if that's the first thing we'll find. Um, but at this point, it seems like from the X FTX perspective, right, it's, this is going to bankruptcy. Um, I also want to see any more on-chain activity around the wallets, right? If any, any more funds get transferred, trying to get some clarity around that, right? Like, was it a real hacker? Is it, it like, oh, oh, this thing we didn't mention, the Kraken CTO said they know the identity of the hacker. Um, so... Yeah, kind of want to find that out. That'd be great. Yeah. Um and then would love to see a few people in jail, you know. Um that is, you know, that is my wish list. What's your wish list? Um yeah, I mean I'd love to uh I'd love to know how Alameda lost so much fucking money uh that's that's my that's my wish list right uh like uh the the other thing that makes me think that alameda is complicit just real quick right mm -hmm. is that like they were getting money for delivered to them from ftx so either mm -hmm. sam had a backdoor on both ends or someone at alameda was complicit right uh and like not you know like we, we've got like caroline saying that like several people knew Mm -hmm. um like maybe sam's the only one with the keys but like someone from alameda is like accepting those deposits or whatever yeah, yeah. how did how did they lose so much fucking money right uh like what what were they doing that um, is true how did they lose so much money that's wild yeah um like yeah i i would i would love to know like what went wrong there um man brutal right like a lot of people like like um r real quick and then i think we can sign off but um like do you think this is more or less damaging than luna way 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 more 
Yeah, I, I, think... I had a friend text me like, oh, it's like not as many billions as Luna was, right? But like, it's obviously, I mean, I, I agree. It's like way more damaging. Why, why do you think that is? Yeah, I mean, okay, so like, it's way more billion than Luna, but it's like, I mean, Luna rose to a crazy market cap, right? Not that like people had put in that much money, right? It's not that people inserted $20 billion of value into this ecosystem, um, right. right. It's like, for the most part, this was like a thing that was a market cap of 20 million or whatever. And then a bunch of people like the actual supply, uh, like the liquid supply of the tokens was way less than the full market cap. And like, you know, people pumped the price up and, and so like the actual value destroyed, I don't think was that much, like that much compared to FTX. I think like users losing their full balance, I think is way more detrimental and, um, I, yeah, I also think that from a trust perspective, right? Like Luna is, it's, it's one thing because it's a piece of tech that failed because of certain reasons, right? Because of mostly human reasons, but, um, it's a piece of tech that failed, that was tried and failed. And yeah, maybe the founders said some misleading things and they can be like, for sure, like they, they should be liable for that. Um, but when a company engages in practices that are like so detrimental to so many people that it like causes a whole industry to like get cut in half basically, um, and the effects are this far reaching where like businesses are affected, other protocols are affected. Um, like so many retail people, like customers are affected all across the world. Uh, yeah, I think this is way worse. Yeah, I think from a sheer just like number of humans impacted perspective, this mm -hmm. is much bigger. Yeah. Right? Also, it's uh, it's It's like it's clear fraud. Um, it's clear. Yeah. Like direct the fraud. Thing, There's no yeah. question here, right? There's no like, oh, like okay, like how much should you? Because like you could make the argument with Luna, right? I'm not saying this is something I believe, but you you could say like, oh, any startup says that you know like my thing is the greatest thing in the world. Like, should we hold them liable to every single thing they say there? But this is like, you're literally doing something that is against, uh, against the law. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. This is pure fraud. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whereas with, with Luna, you can, you know, maybe certain statements or whatever were technically fraud, but you know, it wasn't a fraudulent protocol. Yeah. Right. It, yeah, it might've yeah. had like, it might've been built to fail or, or, you know, it might've been built in a way that it was inevitable that it would fail. Uh, mm -hmm. We're not going to like, you know, I don't think so, but like, you know, um, that's so different from just fraud. Yeah. 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 It's going to take a while, but the decent crypto podcast will be here throughout. Um, so yeah, have a great weekend. If you can, everybody, uh, stay safe out there. We'll be back in a few days to cover probably everything happening with FTX and one more deep dive next week. I was thinking it'd be fun to do something around like how does a liquidation engine actually work? Um, hmm. Kind of fun. Um, but yeah, we'll be back. Have a great weekend, everybody. Till then, stay decent. None of this was financial advice, legal advice, investment advice, or any other kind of advice. Uh, if you're looking for advice, you are definitely in the wrong place. Uh, until next time, stay decent.